Kevin Porter Jr., we hardly knew you. Cavaliers agreeing last night to ship the wing over to Houston for a future top 55 protected pick that they'll probably never see. Kevin Porter Jr. had an outburst last Friday after they saw his locker was with the reserves and Torians was now in his. And now he's gone. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning and welcome inside the latest edition of Across the Cavs. Zach Weiss with you as always. Kevin Porter Jr. not with us in Cleveland anymore. Now off to Houston. I mean, if you look at all the box scores of last season, every single game, you're not going to be really too wowed with KPJ. He had several games with multiple blocks, several games with multiple steals. He scored uh, 20-plus points on just three occasions, once in a loss against Houston, once in a loss against New Orleans, and he scored 30 to help rally the Cavs past the Miami Heat back on February the 24th. He missed the final three games of last season. He was injured a couple of times, so overall playing just 50 games in a Cleveland uniform. That's the equivalent of the 98-99 lockout shortened season. That's how many games every team played. That's it. You know, all of us recording off-season content, we're talking about his potential and what it would be like when he came back. Uh, basically, none of that usable anymore. It, nevertheless, look, Kevin Porter Jr. is a very talented basketball player. We can't just take that for... We can't not say that. He is. He was the 28th best player in the high school class of 2018. He was the 30th pick last year. You know, he had some off-court trouble during his, time, his uh, one season at USC... Uh, which is why he only played in 21 games. He only averaged, by the way, nine points and four rebounds. It was the potential of KPJ that the Cavs had the hard eye emoji looking at. And then this offseason, there was the the incident with the fight and the punch in the face involving him and his sister and several other people. There were the gun charges. He got pulled over. There was a traffic stop. I mean... Kevin Porter Jr.'s life off the basketball court is very much not in order. And as we saw last season, excuse me, Kevin Porter Jr. is a talented basketball player. We cannot stress that enough. And he's a Seattle guy. Who doesn't want to see another guy, another kid from Seattle come to the NBA and tear it up? You know, Jamal Crawford is the OG when we're talking about guys in the modern era from Seattle that just they hype up everybody from there. Isaiah Thomas, another one, and Nate Robinson had some great days. We can make a a whole list of Seattle NBA players. I mean, so many guys come from Seattle. And just, just for a couple others here, Brandon Roy is another one. Jason Terry, John Stockton is from Spokane, Washington. There have been some unbelievable, you now Tony Roten, Joe Harris, believe it or not, is actually a Washington guy. It just, it stinks that, <clears throat> pardon, it just stinks that, that it didn't work out, that Kevin Porter couldn't get it right because, you know, the pieces were in place. The Cavs desperately needed him during all their injuries earlier this year. They found a way to win in spite of his absence. And then... We can look at his shooting splits of last season. 
44-33-72. Not exactly impressive for a guard. Although, you know, there were some days, and I, I have his game log uh, pulled up right now. So, Kevin Porter had the 6-3 effort against Houston. In all, he had uh, 13 games with multiple threes. Field goal percentage, he had... Taking into account even the games he didn't shoot much, 22 games shooting better than 50%. Had quite a few days where he shot under 40%, taking a double-digit number of shots. He In the assist column, he had four-plus assists ten times. You know he's very capable of finding the open teammate. Multiple steals on ten occasions, multiple blocks on three occasions, never fouled out. He had a positive net rating in 15 games. The Cavs' <clears throat> record in those 15 games when Kevin Porter had a positive was 10-5. and five. You know, they only won 19 games last season. Or 15-35 and 35 when he was on the court. Unfortunately, they were 0-3 with all double-digit losses when he started. But, you know, with Houston, Houston right now, if you don't follow the Rockets, and, you know, this is, this is a Cavs podcast. We're all about the Cavs. Totally. But if you don't follow the Rocket, it's going to be interesting for Kevin Porter Jr.'s road to getting minutes because let's take you through guys in Houston's rotation. 25-year-old rookie, Jay Sean Tate, hard-nosed player. He's in there a lot. David Nawaba, our old pal, he gets a lot of minutes. Sterling Brown gets some minutes. Eric Gordon, Ben McElmore. And they're still without Daniel House, who's in the health and safety protocol right now. That's six guys right there. Six wing players. I mean, you could probably stick KPJ ahead of a few of them. It's a weird Houston situation, no doubt. I hope Dante Exum, our old buddy, uh, maybe can be there for KPJ. Maybe that's part of the reason that he's going there. And the Cavs, knowing they wouldn't get much, sent him there because perhaps you know, he's got a familiar face in Dante Exum to try and keep him out of trouble. It's going to be interesting. By the way, I don't, I'm not sure I mentioned Victor Oladipo there. Obviously, he's going to be... He's taking 45 shots in two games. He is the guy averaging 27-5-8 for the Rockets. He's going to be very good. When John Wall gets healthy, he'll be very good. You know, Christian Wood doing some unreal things in Houston. 24-11 with two blocks. I mean, Kevin Porter Jr. could be a really nice fit. The Rockets went from very old team to a team with some nice younger pieces. Though it's not exactly a young team. It's a weird squad. I mean... He'll be able to, if Porter's able to play, he'll be playing in front of fans. The Rockets have fans this year. He's on a team with, with talented guys like Kevin, Por- uh, Kevin Porter, with John Wall and the Kentucky guys, him and Boogie, you know, Eric Gordon, very good shooter. And, I'm, and I really hope that when Kevin joins the team, that P.J. Tucker can, can be there, you know, look out for him and just give him some guidance. P.J. Tucker is a guy, as you all know, has made a living on corner threes and playing the center spot despite only being 6'5", 6'6", maybe even 6'4", depends on the day he's measured. And he was out. Of, he, he had his rookie year, P.J. Tucker. Then he spent about five, six years out of the NBA. Then he bounced, came back in with the Suns before going to the Raptors very briefly, then going to Houston. So I really hope it works out for Kevin Porter. As, as I've said throughout this uh, short segment, he's a talented player with a lot of upside, but he's had off-court issues going back to his days in college. You know, and it, 
I think the blow-up last Friday in the locker room was just the last straw. We saw him on the bench against the Knicks, and we're all thinking, oh, boy, Kevin Porter's coming back, baby, let's go. And it just it wasn't meant to be. Wish him all the best. Clearly, if his future was meant to be in Cleveland, that's exactly where it would be. It's not. It's in Houston. He's only 20. Uh, we'll see when, if or when he takes the court this season. The Rockets are taking a flyer on a troubled guy who has a lot of potential despite some extreme inconsistencies, but you got to grow and play. So hopefully it works out. You know, I hope it works out for Kev. Hope it works out for the Cavs. Not getting anything in return for a guy that was good enough, although he didn't get in, to the all-rookie teams last season. I mean... Best of wish, best of luck, Kevin Porter Jr. We'll miss you. We hardly knew you, and uh, go get him in Houston.